again another episode of what happens after this is episode seven my name is bryce and i'm melissa welcome we're gonna have another guest joining us on this week list female that has been on married at first sight previously uh she'll be joining us very soon to talk about all things her experience on the show i like her also what she's doing now after maths as well yeah she's done very well for herself and she's going to give us a bit of an insight into what she's been dealing with after maths as well but this week Obviously, here in Melbourne, we have come out of lockdown to some degree. It's been quite good. We got to a pub on Friday night. Being able to go out for dinner, you take those little luxuries for granted. It was amazing. It was a big win. Went out with your parents and your sister and her boyfriend. Yep. It was uh, good to get out of the house and see other people and socialise and just see other human beings at a table next to you. I know. Slowly getting back to where we were, but... Few, I think it's we've still got a fair bit to go. Slowly creeping back, yeah. but the rest of Australia is... Uh, Obviously doing well. My old hometown of Taralgon actually isn't doing so well at the moment. Got to give a shout out to the people that live there that listen to the podcast because they've actually been flooded with some bad storms last week. And I obviously lived there for over three years and thought it was worth mentioning those guys that we are thinking of because we do know that we have Gippsland listeners because I spent some time working out there and some of the photos I've showed you mm. of my old house. Yeah. What it looks like at the moment. So it's just underwater. Pretty horrific what's going on out there. So... Sending lots of love and thinking of everybody out there. Also came across a report during the week too from uh, a particular media outlet. Now, I'm not going to go into the lady's name that wrote it, but it was from the Yahoo Lifestyle platform. And basically, uh, they'd never once decided to interview us about it, but they love writing about us, we've discovered. And mm. particularly about me and scenarios from a show that was filmed six months ago. Oh, I'll tell you what, some people just kind of get over it don't you i wish these people would actually reach out and you know if you really want a hard-hitting interview how about you actually say hey let's get you on i don't really like you but if if you're really intrigued into what's really happened i wish people would just you know grow a set and ask us yeah it was a pretty biased one-sided viewpoint not to mention it was based on a fabricated story from a female from the show we're on so oh, really? i guess that gives you the context that uh, marnie wrote I said I wasn't going to say a name. Beep it out. You know what? I'll leave it in because it shows that this podcast isn't edited to suit ourselves. But hey, why don't we get to some questions later on as well that you've hit us up at whathappensafterpod at gmail.com. You can send us through some questions anytime. And we got a few questions come through around the one topic to do with an investigation. We'll get to that later on. But this is What Happens After, the podcast. Up next, Casey Osborne. She's going to join us. I've been through heartaches, I've been to heaven, I've done my best and my worst, learned my lessons. So joining us now from season seven, one of the intruder couples, Casey Osborne. Hey, Casey. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Casey. Obviously, you came in at a halfway point and I've said to list so many times when we were filming our math series that that would have been so hard to do because you've come into an established group and mm-hmm. no doubt it would have been the same for you and Drew coming in last year. Yeah, I mean, when I walked in, I've kind of said this before. um, I mean, I was there and Drew was my main focus. So it's not like I was there to make friends, but obviously you want to walk in and have a group of people, um, you know, be kind. And I didn't get the warmest welcome, which definitely rattled me a little bit, but you didn't. It is. Yeah, no, I definitely didn't. It was really tough. I walked in, the guys were nice and a couple of the girls, but for the most part, the girls just, kind of looked me up and down and um you kind of see it in my face when you watch it back but 
I was so nervous, like ridiculous. I just acted like I was all good and whatever, but I, inside I was, I was dying. And why do you think that was? Do you think it was because the other women saw he was a threat? Because there's no secret that last year's cast, they sort of said that we always got told from our producers that you guys went rogue. You didn't follow the rules. You were this, you were that. Now it probably happens to every season. We said that there was a lot of people there that were there for individual reasons, not for couples. But mind you, there was a lot of people yeah. in our series two list that were there for their own reasons and not for a couple. But do you think that they sort of saw you come in and thought, okay, he's an attractive woman that comes in. I don't get along the best with my partner. She could be a threat. Mm. Maybe the attention might go towards her than myself. I definitely told that by people that that's probably what it was, but I don't see myself as that. Like I don't see myself as a threat. Like I just don't view myself as that person that would go in and be threatening. But I guess that probably, I don't know. I mean, from an outside point of view, it probably was right because I walked in, maybe they're feeling insecure in their relationships and then they see me and they just kind of judge me for the way I look. And they're like, oh no, what's this girl about? Is she going to come in and try and steal my man? And um, yeah, no, that didn't happen until after the show, but <laughs> you know, like <laughs> going in, you know, I only had intentions to really make it work with Drew. And that was the God honest truth. When I saw Drew, I was so attracted to him. So I was like really hoping that it worked. So tell us a bit about your actual time on the experiment with Drew because I've spoken to Drew a couple of times and I think he's a really lovely guy. And from yeah. what it looked like as a viewer for last year, it looked like you guys got along quite well. Honestly, Drew's like a nice person. I've always said that. But when you're in the experiment, I think you like think you like them more than you actually do. Drew was never really that into me. <laughs> he kind of was, but he wasn't. I don't know. I think I just really wanted to make it work. So when I was getting upset that he didn't really like me that much, like my parents, like my mom, especially was like, Casey, relax. He's not even your type. Like, I don't even know why you're upset. <laughs> and I was like, no, he really is. You know, and I just really wanted it to work. And then it wasn't until like a month after I was like, wow, he's really not my type. <laughs> it was also hard to watch as well last season where Drew was saying things about you, which he could just tell it wasn't you. You were such a kind, genuine person. And hearing some things about you being superficial or materialistic yeah. and and how Drew said that he basically couldn't make room in his life for that. Looking at, at it from both sides, I could understand where Drew was coming from, that he has obviously, you know, his values and specifics about what he was looking for in a partner. But it was really upsetting to watch because that that just wasn't who you are. And or from yeah. what I observed, and we could definitely see how it hurt you. It was really hard to watch. And, you know, I watched that season and I watched you win it and, and coming into my own season, it was a good indication of what to expect. It wasn't the same thing for myself, but certain expectations from a certain somebody about <laughs> hair colour and eye colour. Yeah, I know. You know? Yes. I'll never leave uh, that down. Babe, can I, can I just say, firstly, to touch on that subject, um, it was really harsh because like being called, he called me a kept woman. Everything I'm doing right now, I pay my own bills and I work so hard to make sure that I can provide the life that I want. And if I'm in love, I actually don't really care for gifts and things like that. Like I can buy them myself. At the end, at the end of the day, I just, I just want to be happy. I want to be with someone that makes me laugh and brings those values into my life, like loyalty, honesty. And I think it was frustrating that I was getting judged so much from the outside and liking nice things that, you know, it was forgotten about like who I really was on the inside. And to touch on you, Melissa, I hate when a guy, like, as, a, as a female, I just hate when guys make us feel insecure. Like we already 
have to deal with enough of, you know, women putting us down. We want our partners to think we are like the princess of all princesses. Like we are the belle of the ball. Absolutely amazing. You know, it's a different story now that I've seen you guys together and I've been face to face, but just watching it on the show, you know, Bryce's comments to Melissa about hair color and eye color. I was so freaking mad because I was just like, no, you have yourself an angel right here. Yeah. Who gives a crap about hair color or color of the eyes? It's, it's always, you know, how someone is. And I just think that you struck gold with Melissa. So. Yeah, and that's the thing, like that scene, that will never disappear. It's on the internet for everyone to see. But I did make those comments, and that's the one yeah. that I do have with our experience on the show. There was more to that conversation than there was. And, and what it was, actually yeah, came good. out, yeah. And it was good that you've actually grown. You know, I think that I actually think our maths experience has helped you, and you yeah. look past all of those specifics that you were looking for in a woman, and you got something better. Well, I did. And that was my one reasoning for going on the show. Like a lot of people have their own specific reasons. You probably had yours, Casey, but mine was to actually grow in relationships because well, there was no secret. I always had a certain type of person I'd go for, I was attracted to. And I said, I want to get out of that norm of it doesn't matter what they look like. It's more about what they're like inside. And well, you've met yeah. Liz. I've been with yeah. Liz now for almost nine months and those yeah. that matter can all see that there's obviously a reason why I'm attracted to her. A hundred percent. I mean, Melissa, I really liked you on the show. I could tell that you were just genuine. And at the end of the day, you know, whatever people thought about your relationship at the end of the day, all that really matters is what you guys think and what you guys have. I'm just so big on that. And that's why obviously when I met you two, I was like, okay, I'm not going to just completely judge off the TV show, even though I have my thoughts. Um, And then I saw you two together and you're both happy. And at the end of the day, like that's all that matters. Nobody can say shit to that. I'm sorry. It's just if you're happy, you're happy and everybody else needs to kind of get on with their life and worry about their own love life. It's probably a good segue into one thing I was going to bring up because there was no <laughs> oh, secret God, then. During yeah. the show, we saw an interview or it was a podcast mm. you did with Who Magazine. Oh, yeah. I hadn't actually heard it until a mm. couple of days ago. I'd seen the article. I thought, you know what, I'm not going to read it. This is when I was in the phase of uh, transitioning from reading shit to not reading anything. And yeah. And I thought, oh, Casey's spoken about Bryce. I'm like, okay, I wonder what she said. And then I read a few points and I was like, it's not too crash hot. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I said to Melissa, I said, I've actually met Casey. I said, her and Michael came to my place last year. And trust me, I heard all about it during the maths, like the beginning of the experiment <laughs> when we first met. He goes, you know, because I was asking him about who he'd met and, and interviewed. And he's like, you know, the nicest people I've ever met were Casey and Michael and blah, blah, oh, blah. And shit. And then um, you found out about yeah, the article. Yeah, then it came out and I was like, oh, have I just read the room? <laughs> well, I thought she was nice. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I thought because we grew up in the same area. We, we both grew up in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney, so we're clearly two good people. So I thought <laughs> there's obviously something that Do you know what, Brian, it was, it was a trigger for me. I think it was just a trigger because I did say in that who thing as well, like when I met Bryce, he was lovely. And I meant that, like he was so welcoming that night and so down to earth and cool. And I think just what triggered me was that scene of, and I know it's TV, but I, that scene <laughs> just with you and Melissa with the look thing, I it triggered me personally because it took me back to that place of Drew picking on me for my looks and, you know, oh, you're going to, look like Michael Jackson when you're older and picking on the appearance. And I hate that because it just meant women were sensitive. You know, it just, honestly, it just does stuff to our self-esteem. So I did definitely um, get offended at that. Like I was going to do that who podcast the next day and I wasn't even going to say anything about you. And then when I saw that, I was like, 
Why did he ask yeah, that? I was already triggered from it. your comment. Yeah. <laughs> I was already triggered from the comment with sweet Melissa. Now this. So yeah, I was like, well, yeah, we're all he didn't really now. ask That's for the good thing. thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can all just laugh it off. <laughs> we can laugh it off now. So speaking of uh, Michael Goonan, it was well publicized that at the back end of filming that you guys formed some sort of relationship that then actually ended up blossoming into a full-blown relationship. Yeah. At the end of it being on TV, but there was a lot of confusion around how that all came about because I remember reading at the time, she's met this guy during filming. They've been doing this. I'm like, hang on, it all doesn't make sense. But then yeah. you guys explained it to me how it all come about. But it's a lot of people that don't know how that relationship hmm. started. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of um, filming, you know, I tried to make it work with Drew. Didn't work. I was feeling a bit rejected. Um, we came back to the reunion. I was single. Um, nothing ever happened in there. Like I've never cheated in my life. Like hand on my heart, not my style. Um, but then when I came back to the reunion, I was single. Michael was still with Stacey. Obviously that big bombshell kind of came out. Um, and I kind of refused to talk about her, to be honest. I just, Stacey who, yeah. um, that big bombshell came out and, um, they broke up and there was no way he was going to get back with her. I think also too, at the reunion, she'd kind of said, you know, Lizzie was her only friend, even though I got along with Stacey, like quite well, um, in that short time I was there, I was there for five weeks, you know, that was that. And Michael and I, we just had this friendship, like he's from Scotland, my family's from Scotland. So we had this kind of like banter, this natural banter and I was feeling rejected. He was feeling rejected. And Michael was just like a dog with a bone pursuing me. Like I was like, no, 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 no. Like warning signs. Hell no. And I used to think that when he was up there on the couch every week, I used to go, God, I was like, God, I would never date a guy like that. Could never trust him. Could never trust him. Which is so weird because in a relationship, I really need, um, I need to feel really secure and be able to really trust my guy. So for whatever reason, it, it just, He's persistent, man. He's got the gift of the gab as well. I swear, I said this one, I never commented on our breakup, except I said this one line and everyone's kind of run with it, but it's like he sold me the dream and I fell for it. Um, That's exactly what happened. You know, I just, at the end of the day, I wanted love so bad. um, And I thought he was going to be the guy that just loved me. And he definitely sold me on that. Kind of a regret of mine. I admire you so much for the fact that even though things didn't work out, you didn't go online, uh, on social media, go to any media outlets and, and publicly mm-hmm. slam him. If, if anything, if he did anything wrong, even if he didn't, you know, yeah. it happens so much. We've even seen it in our own season with people, you know, having oh, firing all things at each other and, and tearing their, their, who they were matched with on the show, te- tearing them down. It, it's so hard. And I've thought about that, you know, if, if Bryce and I didn't work out or we broke up, you know, would I go on and, and air out our, all our dirty laundry? Or would I reckon I you would. I don't think so. Oh, she think wouldn't. No, no, I don't know. No, I'm joking. That's I don't not her style. No. Man, our relationship was actually so public. Like at the time, every day there were articles. Now it feels like Casey and Michael who, but at the time, honestly, it was, we were just in the media every single day. And um, I think people were really intrigued by it. A lot of people were like, oh, just you wait until he cheats on her. Like I got told every day he was going to cheat on me. And I'm, I'm still not going to be that girl that's going to like throw him under the bus or whatever. But definitely after the breakup, it was the darkest place I'd ever been in. And I had just messages and messages and messages every day. Um, haha, told you so. Um, here he is. I'd send me videos and like every heartbreak hurts. You just want to kind of 
get over a breakup and feel and not kind of see it. And I saw it. And yes, there were definitely moments where I wanted to jump online and go crazy and go, or like say my side, but I chose to just get amongst my closest friends and my family and have a vent. And that's what I feel like you should do after a breakup, mm-hmm. get around your trustworthy people, have a vent, have a cry, get it out of your system, call him, whatever, just to get it out. <laughs> but I think when people um, get online and they start trashing their other half, even if they've hurt you, it actually says more about you. And I kind of look at them going, wow, like I would never trust you. So I'm not really for that. And I have seen that in your, in your season for sure. And I'm just like, can they just shut up? Do they not have friends they can go and talk to and have a bitch to like, yeah, we're girls. We're going to be emotional and highly sensitive. And sometimes it's valid things you want to say, but just keep it quiet. Cause that, that is online forever. And that shit just doesn't go away. See, I think the biggest thing with the people involved in our series, Casey, was that some of the things that were said, some of the actions that came mm. out on the show. Now, people can say it was edited and whatnot. Some things are, some things aren't. But prime examples are someone might have said something stupid like, let's say, hooking up with your brother. They're now trying to save their own <laughs> image. <laughs> no, yeah. We all love that now. <laughs> dumb thing yeah, yeah, yeah. come out of someone. But someone like that is basically now trying to just recuperate their own image and they're doing it by throwing their part under the bus. That's the unfortunate thing with doing a show like this. If you don't like how you've been portrayed, and I've made no secret that I don't like how I was portrayed because I know that there were some parts that were highly edited and anything that was decent for us as a couple, not even just me, was mm, yeah. Locked out. That's the way it works with reality TV, I guess. Well, you know, I had this conversation with Jason and I'm sure we're going to move into that next topic. Very but, soon we um, Well, Jason, because, you know, obviously I said to him, you know, I said this thing about Bryce on the podcast. I said, I don't hate him. So I don't know if he's like weird with me. Um, but I definitely don't hate him. It was just like my point of view. And, and then I said, you know, I don't know Melissa, but she seems so sweet. And Jason just kind of said, you two have such a genuine relationship. Like there is like real love there. And out of everyone, like you guys really do have the genuine relationship. And um, I definitely saw that when I, when I met up with you guys, despite what people may say, it's nice to actually see that, that you guys do love each other. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We know that you are very good friends with my best mate. I'm going to say one of the nicest guys I've ever met, Jason. Yeah, yeah. That's come yeah, out recently is, that you guys uh, hang out. You guys obviously get along quite well. What's yeah. the go for that? Because there's a lot of people asking a lot of questions. People want to get nosy and find out. So we'll ask it straight up. What's the go with you and Jason Engler? What are you comfortable with sharing? Well, you know, all I've been getting these past couple of weeks is, God, can't this girl find a new guy outside of maths? And, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I laugh at it too. Like I've made jokes like, yeah, I'm like the bachelorette of maths. Um, <laughs> I mean, who cares? If you can't laugh at yourself, I mean, you know, you've got to have a sense of humor about it all. I'm not really someone that like, I don't have a dating app. When I'm out, I'm having fun with music and my friends and whatever. No one's really stood out to me when I've been out. When I met Jason, we just, it was just like very, um, very genuine. At first, I was kind of like, he made me a bit nervous because I'd kind of heard he had a crush on me for my season. <laughs> that we can confirm. So, like, you could barely. During filming. <laughs> well, when we were like there filming, everyone has a story for me. Oh yeah, God, no, so, yeah, when it came up during filming, we were talking about, oh, I think we were talking about Instagram or something like that. And he goes, oh, I can't wait till I get mine back. Hopefully, Casey is going to follow me from last year. I said, Hopefully, hey. there's a DM from Casey yeah, in there. And I said, hey, I've actually I met him <laughs> oh last year. She came to my house and he's like, 
what? She came to your house? I said, yeah. I said, her and the guy she was singing at the time came around for a barbecue and whatnot. And I said, yeah, she's really cool. I said, oh, yeah, she's following me. And he was really cut off about that. You know, bloke, he said, oh. he was like, oh, she's following you. And I said, yeah, don't stress. That's all good. I know I'm single. I said, I'm with Melissa. I'm enjoying this. It's good. I'm quite content. I said, hey, by all means, I'll put in a good word for you. It's so funny because I had been told that he had like, a crush on me through a mutual friend. And I saw that he followed me and I thought, oh, just, oh. I sat there. I remember sitting there for like a minute going, oh, should I just give him a follow? And then I think he'd done something cute on that episode. I was like, oh, I'll just give him a follow, whatever. And then I think it was like the next week, um, he'd gotten a fight with Alana and I kind of like sided with Alana on that. I was like, I was like, God, I'm unfollowing this guy. Like, I like Alana. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, no. So I unfollowed him. Anyway, funny story. After we met, he said to me, I saw you follow me. I was so excited. Then I saw you unfollow me. And we were just laughing because it sounds like a stalker when I say it like this, but he's so not like, (laughs) he does, but he says it in a way. It's just so charming and cute. And when we met, he was just so sweet. And obviously I'd heard some things people had said, but honestly, I can handle my heart say that whatever, you know, where we are, we're hanging out. We're having a lot of fun he brings so much like happiness into my life. He brings so much joy. I feel like, Oh my God, I'm like getting emotional. Oh, I just, you're going to make me cry. No, I just stop. No, I feel like, um, after mine was really hard to open up to anyone. And I just kind of put all my time and my platform into work and making a life for myself that everything just got so serious. And then meeting Jason, like, I'm not kidding you. All I've done is laugh. Like he's the funniest human I've ever met. And apart from that, people can say, oh, he's a player, he's this, he's that. Yeah, it's still early days. I'm not putting a label on anything. But when we hang out, hand on my heart, he is probably the nicest guy I've ever hung out with in my life. I'm really close with him now after doing the show. And I've said very publicly, I don't care what he's done, what he's said. People make mistakes, whatever. But Yeah, they do. He's honestly one of the most loyal human beings I've ever met. Some of the stuff during the show that happened with me, some of the stuff happened with him. I remember the scene we were on the retreat and you and I had to drag him out of bed because he was like, get me the F out of here. I'm done with this show. And I'm like, as long as I'm here, you are here as well. And we dragged him out of bed to keep him there and come and play tennis with us. And from that point, when he was there, he's like, oh, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate it. I said, I wasn't ready to go. I said, man, I'm, I'm not stupid. I said, everyone has bad days. But there was just other times where he stood up for me and backed me up when we all saw what was sort of happening to us when we were getting targeted by a group of people. And he was the one guy that never swayed with the majority vote, you could say. He's one respect for me for life. I reckon he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Me too. Same, same. And you know what made me feel good about him is like in the articles that you guys fill out after the show, about like, who's you, like, what's your type? What's your ideal girl? Like he showed me, but he was like, Casey, Casey. And this is before he knew me. And then they were like, do you like girls that have had work done? And he's like, um, oh, I don't like it when too many girls, too much work done. But if Casey's had work done, she's perfect. And I was like, but he's just like, he just didn't never judge me. And yeah, we just have a great, honest, open way with each other and it's my number one thing is loyalty and being honest and I feel like he's very loyal as well and what people don't realize is you know they throw him all this hate because of what he did before he met me which was before he met me and I didn't agree with what happened but that's in the past and I don't think people should be 
held, you know, and thrown stones at forever. Like I, I, I'm sure he's learned from all that, but um, apart from that, he's actually such a sensitive soul. And I don't know, it kind of makes me upset that people just kind of say all these bad things because I know he doesn't act like it, but he does take it to heart. He's like a sensitive guy, but I like that. It shows that he's got heart and he's genuine. Hey, uh, we saw each other in tears plenty of times while filming that show. <laughs> he was in our, what do you call it, a truffle? Is that a yeah. trick? Yeah. He, we were a basically truffle. a That's truffle cute. because of him. Yeah. So he was yeah. always with us all the time off camera. I was third wheeling. <laughs> oh, you were? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine these two when they get together. I tell you. I'm not used to um, a guy being like, sensitive and genuine like I swear the guys I've dated I look back and I shake my head and I think what the hell like I've picked some losers in my life like if you think I'm getting trolled for dating losers and they they're having jabs at me for saying it I agree I have dated some losers but I um I said to my mom the other day I was like oh my god mom like Jason's actually like a good guy and she's like yep well above the others and i was like totally wow. well i know he jokes yeah. around with us saying if you guys work out and we work out we're gonna have a double joint wedding oh. so uh, it's gonna be the biggest party oh, my ever seen, so. oh my god oh my god it's such early days now i'm i'm still focused on building my brands and everything because that's what's really important to me is just working hard and setting up a life for myself that you know i'm financially secure and i can provide for me and my loved ones so that's my ultimate goal well, you've done quite well off the back of Married at First Sight because since then you yeah. have turned yourself into a brand, which is not everyone can go through the show and come out with a positive brand how you did. You've managed to turn it into something good with your dance academy and doing some influencing work. Yeah, so I'm so grateful. My ladies' classes that I started, I actually started them online during COVID because um, obviously, you know, we came off the show and it was like, I had different offers and then a lot of them just came off the table because of COVID. So I was like, well, what am I going to do next? I'm not going to just sit here and wait for opportunities to come knocking on my door. Like who knows what's going to happen. So I started my online classes, which did so well. It actually blew my mind. I remember waking up the next day and I think I had like 500 people had signed up to do my classes like overnight, oh. which blew my mind. So then I was just yeah, going to a dance studio, doing it online. And then when, um, you know, the, the restrictions lifted and when I moved back to Sydney after my breakup, I started these ladies' classes, such feel-good vibes. The girls that come to my classes, all getting a work about getting a workout in, but, um, you know, feeling confident and good. So that's definitely been, I would say, my biggest accomplishment because it makes me feel good. But also, too, just being an ambassador for brands like Lorna Jane, a brand that I loved and always, you know, wore growing up. I absolutely love that. And um yeah, I'm just honoured for things like that and different influential work that's come my way. And you've worked with kids as well, haven't you, in your dance studio? Yeah, so I do kids' workshops as well. Um, yeah, so I just go around. I'll hold a workshop for kids between uh, 10 and 17. I kind of do juniors and seniors, and that's super rewarding too. So I'm definitely wanting to do get back into television um, as well. Uh, I just love, I love performing. I, I want to do like a dance show or something. So I don't know. Mm, um, dancing with the stars? Yeah, I feel like dancing with the stars. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'd probably rather do like a UK version. Okay. I feel like Australian television, they always just, they've got their people. Like Australian television, they always just use their same people. 
Um, they have a look. I don't think I'm like that Australian required look on television. That's just the vibe I get. So I don't know. I might have to go overseas. You never know. Apparently I'm doing I'm a celebrity get me out of here mm. next year. Or oh, really? Which I, I just still don't know about. <laughs> Apparently I've had Zoom calls and everything. So. Oh, really? Know. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I had all that too last year. They're like, Casey's doing Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, I am. I mean, shit, I'll do it. I'll put my hand up to it, but I'm not. <laughs> you also copped a bit of trolling too off the back of your experience in the show, even though it was quite positive. Mm-hmm. How do you do yeah. it? Because obviously we're quite accustomed to it now. Not that I like that. We don't like it, but I guess I've just become accepting of it. And like, it's going to be part of our life for the next year or two or however long it sort of is there. And how do you deal with that sort of stuff? Because a lot of young people that go through high school and coming out of it get introduced to social media on a bigger scale are going to sort of cop some sort of trolling. I mean, in my dance classes, I talk to the young kids and teenagers about like being kind and not bullying and that kind of stuff. And I feel like I try and do as much as I can to get a good message out to the young ones because I feel like I never want them to experience kind of trolling that I have. I will say like the getting with the Michael thing, I actually did get a lot of love, but with it obviously came hate of, you know, he's going to cheat on you. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But I did get a lot of love as well. I think now it's more like I am, you know, I'm a year and a bit after the show. So things definitely settled down, but you know, now it's more like, oh my God, what are you doing to your face? Oh my God, you love yourself. (laughs) And they think it's just always about appearance and Honestly, some days it doesn't bother me and then some days it will kind of rattle me and then I just have to kind of, I don't know. I don't think there's really a way to deal with it. You just deal with it. It sucks. What do you do for yourself on those days where, like I do, you read a few bad, horrible trolling messages? How do you get yourself out of that funk that you seem to find when you read these awful things and to get yourself out of that that headspace? What, what's your what's your tips? Um. <laughs> I call my mum for reassurance. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I call my I call my mum and go. I really don't look forty five tomorrow. No. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm still pretty, aren't I? I'll call my mum and say that, and I'm laughing because it is that is part of it is true, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but my mum, she's just such a um, she's such a strong woman, and she just does not give a shit what anyone thinks. And I'm a bit more sensitive. I wear my heart on my sleeve. So when she tells me like, are you joking, Casey? You know, you're pretty. And I'm like, yeah, you're out of care, dude. <laughs> like, I just need that. <laughs> like, I just need that um, reassurance and love. Or, you know, I'm so blessed. I have so many great friends around me. I have like a group of friends that have been in my life for like 15 years. So I might just go have a wine and just kind of unleash and get around people that feel good for me. So yeah, I think just friends and family and that's all you can really do. And you just got to get on with it and just realize like these people are obviously hurting because like what normal person out of their day goes and thinks to write something nasty to someone. It's never coming to my mind. Like let me go and write something nasty or start a fake account and harass that person. Like that just does not enter my brain. Well, it's been uh, good to have you on this episode of the podcast, Casey. Um, we've always started to get to know you. you quite well as well because of our <laughs> best mate, Jason. But uh Oh, if people God. want to find yeah. out more about your dance academy that you've got or the dance school for maybe kids that want to give it a crack, how can they do that? Yeah, just go onto my um my Instagram. There's a booking thing Wednesday nights for my ladies' classes. And then I just announce via my stories when I'm holding a kids' workshop. But I'm definitely open to doing more um, around Australia. And, yeah, I'm just excited to travel and teach. And, yeah, check me out. <laughs>
good luck with all that and uh, good luck with Jason too. There might be a couple of days where you might need it. <laughs> oh my God. No, okay. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks so much. So this is a part of our podcast where you get to ask us some questions about anything. There is nothing off topics. The email address is whathappensafterpod at gmail.com. You can ask Lisa a question. Yeah. You love giving some feedback. Sure do. And uh, it was really funny. We obviously saw some reports come out about this time last week around ACMA investigating Married at First Sight for the way it portrayed some stories and some people mm. on the show that was on earlier this year in 2021. And it might surprise you that uh, we were heavily involved in that. Yeah, well, we were straight onto it. As soon as we heard about this broadcasting agency looking into that show, oh, I wanted to be a part of it immediately. Yeah, it kind of does tweak your interest. And a lot of questions came through the email address, whathappensafterpod at gmail.com this week, asking us on our thoughts about this. And basically, to sum it up, numerous emails come through, but the best way to ask it is, what are our thoughts on ACMA investigating Married at First Sight this year? I'm happy for them to do it, and I'm more than happy to be a part of it. It's a funny one because we've read a lot of online reports this week because obviously it does tweak our interest that there were 14 apparently official complaints and four of them were regarding our storyline on the show, mm -hmm. which in the scheme of things, four out of 14 isn't actually that many. So the others were about other people in the show is that yeah right? so about there was some about rebecca sam james and cameron from what we read and from what i've actually been told we actually didn't have the most complaints about us wow it probably won't surprise you on who had the most complaints about it but we'll let you work that out for yourselves but it's also probably important to note too that i've actually had a conversation with acma about this now i'm not going to go into context because i'm not going to use our podcast for that and it's an investigation so we don't want to disrupt that, but yeah, I guess it is important to know that I've had a conversation with them. You haven't as of yet. No. And yeah, we are more than happy to contribute to this investigation. So it obviously does involve us to a degree and not about us as people. At the end of the day, they're going to be seeing all the footage, not just the 15 minutes of us being on TV and all the drama that was with that. They're actually going to watch everything, all the uncut footage. Well, without going too much into it, that was a question I had back to them when I had a phone conversation with a representative from ACMA and basically said, oh, does the extra footage that wasn't shown get shown to you guys? And I won't go into details about what they said, but yeah, it's just, honestly, I hope they see everything because I think some people will be in trouble and it uh, won't be us. Hmm. Oh, that'd be nice for once. Yeah, I think uh, to have us and more of our storyline cleared up. I think a lot of people that watch the show can see how stupid the portrayal was. Yeah. But I think to have it officially there, and maybe some of the producers need to be held accountable. Yeah. Obviously, we've seen a previous contestants or participants from our show, even the ones on our series as well, have struggled with their mental health. And yeah, look, it comes back to, I would say, one person. <laughs> but that is episode seven done for what happens after. Uh, we've got... Three episodes left, Liz. We've got some doozies. We've got some things to come up. Yep. We've got some pretty big things to announce. We did mention it last week on the podcast and people are like, what is it? What is it? A couple of guesses. One of my guesses I got on my Instagram DMs was uh, starting a clothing label. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think we're more inclined to start candles 
Seeing as yeah. how much we love candles. I wouldn't go on a TV show just to start a t-shirt brand. Mm. Just put it out there. Oh. How's that going for him anyway? That's subtle. <laughs> anyway, what happens after pod at gmail.com if you have any questions regarding anything around us. And we will catch you next week on What Happens After. Bye. Hey, it's Liz. If you ever wanted to ask me a question about myself, Bryce, us as a couple, or you'd like me to discuss a topic of your choice, you can email us at whathappensafterpod at gmail.com and hopefully I can answer it next time on our podcast.